0: Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired is produced in association with Jazz Times. British jazz vocalist songwriter Joe Harrop grew up with a jazz-loving father who introduced her to Nina Simone, Billie Holiday, Aretha Franklin, and other iconic singers. She heard Tony Bennett in concert when she was a teenager, a life-changing experience that made her know she wanted to touch people with her singing in the same deep way that Bennett touched her. After years as a session singer, Jo Harrop pursued a career singing jazz standards, and while she always wrote her own music, It wasn't until the pandemic that she gathered the courage to record these originals, which she celebrates on her CD, The Heart Wants, with Jason Robello, Kristen McBride, and Troy Miller. I talked with Jo Harrop from her home in London in January 2022, when London was carefully coming out of its latest COVID surge. I'm
1: Judy Carmichael, and this is
0: Jazz Inspired.
1: I've been writing songs in my head in little books. I keep little books in all my bags and everything and writing things down, putting notes in my phones, little scraps of things everywhere. Um, and then never found the time to actually sit down and write the songs. So this was really a blessing in disguise. It was this perfect opportunity. And you know, I started to think, oh, well, you know, if we're going to be locked down for maybe six weeks, eight weeks. I'll learn some new jazz standards. And then there was no gigs coming in. I thought, well, I'll never remember the songs I've learned. So I thought, well, time to get those books out. And I started to send lyrics to um, my musician friends who obviously had nothing to do either. And then they would send music back and some of the songs were born. And that's where it all began. So, yeah, in in some ways, this kind of seemingly horrible situation turned into a real good opportunity.
0: I'm curious if you feel that it's changed the way you'll go forward because I've talked to lots of people now who have used this time in various ways and we never have this much time at home as musicians because we're always moving around. But I'm curious if it's changed your focus. Do you think when things as they're opening up now more and more and more and hopefully way more, (laughs) (laughs) that, that it's changed the way, that you create or that you think? Will you take more time for yourself? How do you, has it changed you?
1: I, absolutely. It's kind of like unlocking a door to something that I wanted to do all along. Um, and always, all, I always sing jazz because it's my first love, you know, and um, and I don't want to lose that. But, uh, but being able to create and write my own songs and, and seeing actually how the album was received and how people have responded to it has definitely just given me the confidence to now add my own creativity to what I'm already doing because you know I never want to lose I I never want to stop singing jazz songs but it's nice to be able to add in your own ideas your own stories to to Mm. be able to try and create something that I mean the dream is to match a song that you sing already that you love that somebody's written, isn't it? It's to, it's to kind of move people, to reach people's hearts and souls.
2: If I knew that would be the last time I would have held you much closer if I knew You so much deeper if I knew. I wish I'd linger a little longer with my gaze. I wish I'd told you all the things I couldn't say. I knew that would be the last time I would have tried to remember The warmth of your hand, your skin of mine To touch you one last time, to say goodbye
0: I've read that you heard Tony Bennett, that your dad took you to hear Tony, yeah. and that got you going. Had you been listening to jazz before that?
1: Do you know what? My house, my when I grew up with my my mom and dad, a huge um, Tony Bennett fans and, and Ella, and, and we used to have music playing in the house all the time. So I grew up listening to those jazz standards, and they were just in there from the beginning. Um, you know, my, my friends would be into the girl bands, the boy bands, and there I was with vinyl, Tony Bennett vinyl, and <laughs> I was obsessed. And I, I like all music. I like pop songs and rock songs as well, you know, but I absolutely was obsessed, and I would play. I'd say, listen to this record, and they all, you know, some of them liked it, and some of them thought it was just weird. <laughs> but Tony Bennett was and continues to be probably the biggest inspiration throughout my life. And when I went to that concert when I was a teenager, he moved me to tears that I... That's when I knew I thought that's what I want to do.
0: Mm. Did you study singing because you have such an amazing voice? It doesn't sound like somebody just who just happened to do it, you sound very schooled, and it's just amazing.
1: Uh, no, not at all. I I don't know still how I do it, it just <laughs> it comes out like a feeling. <laughs> it's I fantastic. Can't explain it. <laughs> Thank you. No, it's great. Well,
0: one of those natural talents, and I'm. I'm really struck by the choices you've made, the music you sent me, how much you love slow, slow tempos, not just ballads, because it's a very different thing. You are really drawn to singing and listening to those tempos that are very difficult to pull off. Those really slow tempos. At least I think so.
1: Yeah, no, they are the they are the hardest ones to sing, but I think they're the ones that I feel I can give the most feeling delivery mm. too. and delivery to. And definitely, when I write, I always make a joke. I said I just can't write a happy song, you know. Just, <laughs> just And I'm quite a positive. I'm quite a positive person. <laughs> so oh, maybe it's a oh. form of therapy or something. But I, and and, on a, and funnily enough, on a live gig. I do loads of really crazy fast up-tempo songs. I'm kind of known for silly up-silly tempos for when I do live shows, so I don't know what it what it is about when I'm writing and when I'm recording. I just really like those kind of ballad albums, you know, like that, that big inspiration, the Tony Bennett Balevins uh, albums. They're like a huge, huge influence on me. Those, um, just being a, that exposure of just two people performing a song together. Um, and I don't know, you can just, Delivers the word. I like to hear the lyrics, and sometimes mm. when the when the slow tempos, you can really give those lyrics a lot of meaning.
0: Yeah, and I think about when when people have an experience of listening, they have one experience when it's in person. But I think of those things like the Bill Evans, Tony Bennett recordings of somebody being alone at home. And listening to that, how moving that is because you can really let yourself go into that deep, deep emotional place. Do
1: you know what I mean? Absolutely yeah you, you yeah it's you have to listen to those records. you can't really just put them on in the background. It's you know it really well for me I, I really listen, you know oh yeah.
3: When lonely feelings chill The meadows of your mind Just think if winter comes Can spring be far behind Beneath the deepest snows The secret of a is merely that it knows You must believe in spring Just as a tree is sure It leaves will reappear It knows its emptiness Is just a time of year The frozen mountains dreams Of April's melting streams How crystal clear it seems You must believe in spring You must believe in love And trust it's on its way Just as a sleeping rose Awaits the kiss of May So in a world of snow Of things that come and go Where what you think you know Can't be certain of you must believe in spring and
0: love. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. When you heard Tony Bennett in person after hearing him on recording so much. What struck you? What
1: really stood out to you? Do you remember? Yeah, I mean, it's quite young, but I think his voice was, you know, I was just learning about voices, but his voice is so distinct, isn't it? There's nothing else like Tony Bennett's voice, but he was so like the record you know so is that that it's it's him isn't it and uh, he did the thing where he turns off all the microphones and sings fly me to the moon you know moments like that and just the way he filled the place the way he captured captured everybody's attention and just everybody was just it was it was hypnotizing even though it was years ago now I can still remember the feeling and holding my dad's hand and we had tears in our eyes and I was you know I was only a teenager and that feeling of of um seeing somebody I suppose for the first time who I'd heard on record so much being there in the City Hall in Newcastle and we didn't get much jazz around there that wasn't very you didn't get a lot of concerts in the northeast especially not jazz stuff Um, so it was it was mind-blowing because it was so something so new and unique and and I didn't realize how special it was until I sat there and, and watched him perform live and then I was just this huge jazz fan and I I, am this huge Tony Bennett fan (laughs) people were like who I've always
0: been a huge fan of Tony Bennett but when I I've met him a few times but when I did that interview with him what I really found impressive was when he sat down he looked at me and this was the first time I met him and he said how long have you been doing this (laughs) he was so engaged think of all the interviews he's done yeah and that, he, he sort of focused on me, like, now, who is this woman? What yeah. is this? You know, his press person sent him in. So he, it was one of many interviews. And then we started talking, and he realized I was a musician, and we went yeah. to a different place, which was beautiful. But it's such a lesson, I think, for staying engaged in the moment. And I think if you're not engaged, you're certainly not engaged when you're singing a song.
1: Don't you think? I, I think yeah. that's
0: one of the reasons slower tunes are so difficult because you have to be engaged Absolutely. emotionally on a yeah. different level.
1: Yeah. I think you have to be, Um, I don't, I try not to sing songs that I don't feel that I can't, mm. that I don't really relate to. I think because you can dig deep then and you can really close your eyes or go into that place that the song takes you and you can deliver mm. it and make it believable. That's, most of the the music, most of the singers I listen to is because I can believe them when they're singing. I feel like you, you, you're, you're really feeling that. And yeah. then the audience feel it with you. That's yeah. really important to connect.
0: Talk about All Too Soon. I love your recording of this. I'm crazy for duos. I have a real yeah. thing about duos. And this was an unexpected choice and so lovely. And I've always loved this tune.
1: This is something that I, I, I've been singing it on live shows for quite some time. All too soon, uh, obviously, was, my dad was a massive Duke Ellington fan, and I think this is one of the most lovely Duke Ellington songs, along with "Sophisticated Lady" and you know a few others. But this is gorgeous, and it, it really works as a duo. And I've been doing it as a duo with guitar for quite some time. And for the album, you know, we were just sat there. I was with one of my best friends who wrote and produced half of the album, and. Uh, she said, You know what? This would be a really good duet with Christian McBride. And I said, uh, oh yeah, okay, well we should ask him and we did. <laughs> and he said, Yes. <laughs> so um so they're one of my favourite jazz standards. Uh and you know, he has this just incredible sound. Um, and so we just did it as a duet and it really worked. But obviously we had to do it remotely because of the lockdown. So it was kind of he he played it and then I I sang, I sang mm. to his um, to his version of it, and and just again, just took it real easy, and didn't try and didn't try and fill anything in, just let it kind of just breathe.
2: All too soon, we had to part. The moment you touched my heart And with you were my dreams All too soon All too sweet was our affair Shame, what a shame that it has gone all too soon. I knew the strain. know as well as I our love deserves another try but you whispered goodbye should know, you should know, you should know as well as I, this love, our love deserves another try, but you whispered goodbye, oh. Bye all oh, too soon.
0: My guest, vocalist Joe Harrop from her CD, The Heart Wants. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired.
1: Joe is extremely shy and has worked to get past it. I tell you when I first started doing this, I, I couldn't talk at all. I, I was I used to crumble in interviews. I, I just Oh really? To, yeah, I used to think I, all I even on gigs I used to just think just sing the song and I couldn't speak out. I, I just
2: thought
1: I'd climb up and the music. Are you came. a shy person? Do you think? I, I was well, I grew up when I was a child, I was really shy. Um and my parents couldn't quite believe that I was doing this. They're so like, how? How do you get up and stand up and sing in front of people when you were so quiet as a child? So I don't know. I still ask myself, where did it come from? I think you just have this need in us to... It was just the passion, this obsession with music where I just had to do it. But I, yeah, very, very shy. And I had to push myself quite a lot, I think, to, um, to open out to the audience, you know, just to welcome them in, to invite them in. Because I, I could stand and sing but then I realized quickly if you're not enjoying yourself they're not enjoying themselves and so Mm -hmm. it's good to embrace them and make them come with you on the journey you know I was terrified of making a mistake but then somebody came up to me from the audience one time and said to me I love it when something goes wrong because we really feel like we're in this exciting journey with you and from that moment I thought I'm not frightened anymore (laughs) Yeah, that that was a real <laughs> gift. Yeah, I thought, okay, they like it. That's that's something funny. Like they feel like they're part of something special because it's in the moment. So you absolutely, lo- you learn. As, you just learn as you go along, don't you? you just keep on growing. Absolutely,
0: learning. absolutely. Talk about Red Mary Jane's in a brand new hat. I want to do this tune. You need to send me the music <gasps> for this. Yes. I love, love, love love this tune. And it made me smile and it's funny and delightful and swinging. Talk about this song.
1: I love it. Okay. This involved wine, red wine. (laughs) (laughs) I should have known. (laughs) It's the key. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We'd been writing all of these sad songs and, you know, getting out out all of our, um, because like I said, one of my best friends was, a girl who is a great piano player and she wrote and produced half the album with me and we were writing all these sad songs and getting it all out and we invited a girlfriend of ours Natalie Williams who's a singer-songwriter over here um, to come in for a session so we were all sitting around at the end of the session kind of thing and we opened some wine and we started saying oh we should we should do a little blues thing so Hannah started to do a little bit of a blues lick and, um, and Natalie came up with oh, what about Red Mary? I've got a song title idea, Red Mary Jeans. And I said, and a brand new hat. (laughs) And we weren't weren't out gigging at the time. We were obviously restricted. So we were saying like, oh, you know, isn't it great? I just miss dressing up. And when you feel really good and you feel great about yourself and you get on stage and all you want is you get your wine in your hand, got the microphone there, the audience, you're just swinging away. That's just the best feeling ever. So that song was just born there and it kind of it was it came quite quickly because we were just having fun with it and it's we tweaked it along the way a few lyric things and we asked the amazing Jason Rebello to to come and play some stride and, and uh... <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm a big fan
0: of his too but yeah. the minute
1: I heard that dude I thought I want that tune yeah, I you want can. to perform gonna... that tune
4: oh please <laughs> you have to Anna, that would be to. an honor
1: I'm gonna send you the music right away <laughs> please 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 please
2: I've got my red Mary Jane's And a brand new hat Why do you think about that? Nothing's gonna stop me tonight I've got my microphone in my hand And a fine red wine I'll leave my troubles behind Nothing's gonna stop me tonight I'm gonna whisper the blues Right in your ear Sing so softly Only you can hear and every word is meant just for you Damn, ain't it funny what a little moonlight can do I've got my red Mary Jane, And the world is mine I'm gonna kiss the sky yeah, And leave a little sugar behind
0: I feel that there isn't enough whimsy being written today mm-hmm. in in songs with songwriters, and I know people send me things all the time and and when when there is something like that, it's really fun and unexpected,
1: yeah, well, I just think you when you're making an album you what you know, you you want to be taken on a bit of a journey, and even though you can get a nice mood out. The album I did before that was a bit of a mood album, a late night ballad album that was um, just duets based on the Tony Bennett, Bill Evans, um, albums, but with guitar, and it's beautiful. It's like very like late night, but it's one colour, you know, because it's it's like it is a mood album. But I think sometimes when you when I was writing stuff, I wanted to take them on a journey. I thought I don't want them to think I'm too serious, all these sad songs and always thinking about you know, matters at the heart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but this fit right it's in. It's nice, yeah. Right it's, in. A bit it a light, it's a bit of a, a, oh, a, a yeah. light. It's a bit of a light moment on the album. It's fabulous. It's fabulous. Thank you. Talk
0: about the Dinah Washington, because this is interesting too, when I think of Dinah Washington, and I've heard a lot, I'm a big fan. I, I realized listening to this track that I usually think about she just kills, you know. She comes hmm. and she's there, two thousand percent on everything, which she is on this too. But it's a very different take. Again, it's it's slower, but in a way, she almost uh, speaks, you know. Talk yeah. sings it at different times. So talk, it's a fascinating track. I loved it. Talk about it.
1: Well, I feel like uh, Diana Washington or Nancy Wilson—you know, people like that—they they really own songs, and they it is like they're talking to you. It's almost like they're telling you their story. Like you're almost sitting with them, and they're telling you the story. This is what's happening, and you believe it. And um, I love her voice. It's it's very hard for me to pick five songs. I've got to tell you because, um, but uh, and this is a song that I absolutely love. I love. I've recorded it. I love singing it. So when she performs. Uh, We small hours it's very um, intimate and very much like you just you're feeling exactly how she's feeling and and she's telling you you know I'm up all night waiting for this guy to come along and and that's that's such a big inspiration for me because that's how I want to you know I don't want to copy how she sings but that's how I want to deliver songs when I sing them I want people to feel like I'm you know telling them my story like and that you're right there with them.
5: In the wee small hours of the morning While the whole wide world is fast asleep you lie awake and think about the boy and never even think of counting sheep when your lonely heart has learned its lesson you'd be his if only he would call in the All hours of the morning That's the time you miss him most of all
4: you'd be his if
5: only he would call, in the wee small hours of the morning, that's the time you miss him most of all.
0: I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Carmichael and this is Jazz Inspired. Our show is made possible in part with generous support from Steinway and Sons. Additional support is provided by Jazz Times magazine providing entertaining and provocative coverage of the jazz scene since 1970. On the web at jazztimes.com. For a schedule of upcoming programs, visit our website at jazzinspired.com. You can listen to Jazz Inspired on your favorite podcast platform and email us at info at jazzinspired.com or visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at stridequeen. Although we broadcast on NPR stations, we're an independent production not funded by NPR. Please visit jazzinspired.com to find out how you can chip in and support us. No gift is too small. And please write a review on Apple Podcasts, which is the best way for us to entice others to listen to the show. Thanks for helping us spread the word and celebrate our 22 years on air. I'm talking to vocalist, songwriter, Joe Harrop. You talked about the fact that you're a happy person, but you're drawn to these ballads and things like that. And I find timbre very interesting Mm. when people sing. And with somebody like Billie Holiday, I really like her up-tempo tunes a lot of times because you're still feeling, you still hear all that angst. But it's interesting. It's almost like she's trying to power through this painful life and she's so swinging of course but the track you brought me is so beautiful and with
1: Ben Webster you can't go wrong so talk about this track okay so this is my introduction to Billie Holiday um my dad being a huge jazz fan uh he said I think you're ready for for listening to Billie Holiday now I've been through the Ella and the Tony (laughs) um and he he played me the the album that that was on uh and it's this Duke Ellington song called Sophisticated Lady and I loved the lyrics and just her delivery was it was you know she'd been there she'd been through that the emotion that 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 came through when she was singing the lyrics to the to Sophisticated Lady um was it, it blew my mind I just I you know I I was just hooked on this jazz sound the fact that somebody could sing a song like that, you know, and you're hearing pop music all the time when you're growing up and you hear somebody just delivering a song that's so deep and so heartfelt in such a way with the, this voice that's so distinctive and so careworn and she's like lived a thousand lives and it, it's right there in that song. And the, and obviously the the solo from Ben Webster, so breathy and beautiful as well. That's just, um, I go back to that song time and time again, really. Um, and that was the first thing. That was my first introduction to Billy. They say
6: Into your early life Romance came And in this heart of yours Burned a flame A flame that flickered one day And I Away Then With disillusion Deep in your eyes You learn that fools in love Soon grow wise The years have changed you somehow I see you now Smoking Drinking Never Think dining with some man in a restaurant Is that all you really want? No Sophisticated lady I know You miss the love you lost long ago. And when nobody's night, you cry. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you. Sophisticated lady, you cry.
0: Your lyric on What If, I love the line... What If Becomes At Last. Yeah. That's just so beautiful. The
1: And the whole song. Talk about this. Again, another lockdown song. It, it was written so fast. I I just remember sitting in the garden. It was a sunny day and the birds were singing. And I just had this idea for a little poem. And I started to write it very quickly. And I sent it over to Paul Edis, my, um, one of my songwriting partners, piano player, and I said, "Is this really corny? Is this really too simple and cheesy?" And he said, "No, it's beautiful." And he wrote the music in it and sent it back over. So it just kind of flowed out, really. Uh, and I think that that last line, and that's when "What If" becomes at last. I thought it's it's like we're always saying, "Oh, if only, what if?" You know, if things were different. And I just thought, how am I going to end this song? And I I I don't know. I just thought that was a lovely thing you know well what if what if it happens what if it does happen what if that's at last you know and i i yeah I'd, sometimes things just pop into your head don't, don't they um so yeah it's a it's a it was just a simple little poem that i wrote that turned into this lovely song we, we performed it with strings not so long ago as well with, with a with a string orchestra um so it really became something a lot bigger than i thought it ever would
2: What if the stars stopped shining? What if the birds didn't sing? What if my heart stopped beating? Would I ever feel a thing? What if the rain never ended? What if the sun never shone? What if our story finishes here? Would life go on? In a different world In another place In the next life or? Here That's our time. That's where we love. That's when what if becomes. Hey
0: My guest, vocalist and songwriter, Jo Harrop, from her CD, The Heart Wants. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. You grew up in the Northeast. Mm -hmm. Do you think that there is an advantage to that, to not growing up in London, to coming to London sort of fresh? I think about it because I didn't grow up in New York, but I but I grew up in L.A., so I grew up in another large town, but I still, it was a leap for me to cross a huge yeah. country, and so I, I'm always curious about this. Do you think it was, there were advantages to it, disadvantages? How do you feel?
1: I think I always saw it as a disadvantage because there wasn't much up there. Culturally, it was very kind of um, small town and, and really cut off from the rest of of the uk in a way in a, from sorry from the south anyway this there is this kind of slight divide uh there people um you know the this there's a people are excited when you go up to play in the northeast people are like, oh from london but the other way around it's not quite, <laughs> quite as exciting and i always was con- self-conscious about my voice my accent quite shy um you know, you're not brought up with the same kind of confidence. You're told not to be boastful, not to, to brag, that music's just a hobby. Um, you know, there's not a career in that. Uh, you get, a, get an education, get a job and that you can do that on the side kind of thing. So there was a lot of disadvantages. It took a long time to grow confidence. But now I see it as more of an advantage, I, I guess, because I've had to fight a little bit more, I think, Um and also i've learned to be quite proud of you know being from somewhere that's a bit different um uh, and you have to embrace things don't you you have to embrace who you are and your differences and everything and and that sometimes you you've had to just push a little bit that little bit harder just to kind of make yourself heard so yeah i think it started off at a disadvantage and became something that now i work with it and i make it work to my advantage <laughs> Well, I, I agree because people made
0: fun of you. You were looked down on for coming from L.A. when I right. came to New York. I mean, people were really the biggest compliment they could give me because I have a very neutral American accent. So Americans can't place it.
2: They yeah. know it's not okay. a
0: hardcore New Yorker, but a lot of New Yorkers have more of a neutral accent depending on their education. So people yeah. weren't sure. But the biggest compliment to me from a New Yorker was they when they thought I was a New Yorker. But that okay. shows you <laughs> they didn't like L.A. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, it's wait a minute, you know. So, <laughs> But I think ultimately, especially in our business, which is so difficult, you learn to fight. You learn to yeah. keep going. You you have a resilience. You don't expect things to come to you. So I think ultimately, at least yeah. I think it's a good
1: thing. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of rejection. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of no's. There's a lot of um, disappointments and letdowns. But you, if you're as obsessed, I guess, as we are mm-hmm. about music, what else are you going to do? You just keep on. You keep on pushing, and and you have. To, I think what what I've one of the hardest things, especially these days, to learn to do is not compare yourself to other people. You know, you do what you do. This is what I've told a few um, people who've come to me like, and said, oh, you know, asked, asked for any kind of advice or whatever. I said, you do what you do. You found your sound and your style and you stick to what you do and, and don't try and... Be somebody else or worry about what other people are doing. It's good to look every now and again and give yourself a little bit of a kick up the bomb to, you know, to um, push you to, to work hard and, and everything. But to live by comparison, I think, is such a toxic thing. And it's so easy to do it, especially with social media, checking what other people are doing and why am I not doing that kind of thing. I think it's, that's kind of tough on a lot of people now in the business. And I, I think it's really important to, it takes years. But you have to find out who you are, and and who you want to be, and what, what your sound is, and then and then you know be true to yourself. And it it's hard doing it that way around, isn't it? It's hard, hard being that kind of um, you know not going with the flow.
0: <laughs> but it's nice to hear you say it because I think we all need to be reminded of it. And then you find out that people are thinking an entirely different thing. The people that I remember years ago, somebody was talking to me about. Um, uh, somebody in the business. And I said, oh boy, that's the career I want. Mm -hmm. And they said, funny, I was on the, I was on the phone with her yesterday and she was saying, oh, Judy Carmichael, that's the (laughs) career I want. (laughs) So so it really is funny. I mean, it was, that was within a day. And so you have to do what you say. I love, I love how you said it. I think it's, uh, it's, it's a great lesson. It's a great lesson. So talk about the title track which is fabulous and a wonderful way to launch into the CD, it, oh, The Heart yeah. Wants What the Heart Wants. So talk about
1: this. This might be another track that involved wine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like your style, boy. Like, I love it because people say, one of the things that I really laugh about with um, all these pop singers and who are writing, I mean, a lot of it's great, but it's not as sophisticated harmonically or lyrically as jazz and the things that we're talking Mm -hmm. about. And people can write to me and say they hate me for saying that, but it's just the truth. And you'll get these pop people saying, oh, I did this, and then I had to do that. And they talk about the whole process like they're climbing Mount Everest. And you say, (laughs) there was some wine involved. (laughs) I love it. You've given me some... I'm, listen, I need to do that when I'm writing lyrics. You've now I've, I've given me some inspiration. This has been a masterclass. You've helped me. I've, I have not... No been, way. I'll have a cookie. I should be having wine. Okay, continue, continue. I interrupted.
1: Friving my, my children with chocolates, the dog dog juice I and I mine. think it's fantastic. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm with you all the way. Continue, continue. Okay, so uh, we, my Hannah and I were having... Uh, uh, we had a gig. And, and a little wine and we were having a heart to heart just you know as you do with the girls uh, and I said oh Hannah why are we like this you know why why, why, why do we let ourselves be like this and she said I don't know Joe the heart wants what the heart wants and I said right that's it that's a song and it became the album title because I thought when we wrote when we wrote actually you know what what happened with that song and I forgot because one night I, I sang into my phone the whole thing I kind of written the lyrics and I sang into the, into my phone, like a voice note, the whole song kind of like, this is what we're going to do, but bar the last couple of choruses. And I sent it over to her. And then about a couple of weeks later, she said, you know, you sent me like a full song on the voice notes. <laughs> I said, did, did I? And she went, yeah, yeah. Cause at the time we had so much floating around. She said, yeah, yeah, I'll send it back to you. And I was like, Oh, that's all right. She, you know, so we ended up writing it. It was a, and it was all, you know, I it just kind of another one that just kind of flowed out because I was thinking oh we're such fools aren't we when we're in love we're just we're just like you know we, we just we're foolish we we just we'll do whatever it takes to to get that that love that we want and it just kind of flowed out and there was a lot of Aretha Franklin inspiration um in the kind of in the melody and, and, and everything, that, that kind of delivery, that kind of real bluesy, you know, those early Aretha albums with Ray Bryant, they're kind of bluesy, jazzy ones. So there was a lot of that in the style of the, the song. Um, but yeah, and then it became the album title because the, the album, I just thought it's about being human. It's just about, you know, what's in your heart, the, the desires, the, the mistakes, the, the laughter, the tears, everything, it's, you know, about the human heart.
2: It doesn't choose right from wrong In the eye of the storm In the eye of the storm Nothing can be done The heart believes what it needs to believe She doesn't care if she's a fool She'll play the game, play the game Knowing all the while That she might lose it all Well, there ain't no fool like a fool Keeps on coming back For more When love is her direction And she needs A lot of attention Mm -hmm. That's all she's ever known The heart Breaks How the heart breaks The scars you can't resist that sweet temptation when love comes in and holds you in time.
0: So you mentioned Aretha. Talk about the Aretha track you brought
1: me. There are so many Aretha tracks that I um, adore from the, like I, I mentioned the Ray Bryant recording and there's another album called Sweet of Love, which I absolutely love that. They were two huge influences uh, when I was writing. But uh, this other album that I was quite obsessed with for a while is from, uh, it's called Rare and Unreleased. So it's Aretha in the studio, all of the outtakes. And usually when we're recording, we say like, put those outtakes in the, in the bin. We don't want to hear those. But this is amazing because you just, you hear just exactly how amazing she is with this. They're just, she's just kind of, some of them, she's just kind of finding the feel of the the song, but it still sounds like a song and you can hear her talking to Jerry in the studio and you can hear her say, was that okay? You know, you hear all of these outtakes and I thought, oh, this is beautiful. This is a little sneak peek this insight into how it was done back in the day when they're recording and is the tape rolling you know this kind of thing i just think it's lovely and i listen to it over and over again because there are some really nice versions of songs that actually didn't make the cut you know some of the the, the more famous songs that you know the version of and they're, they're there they are just in the kind of process of being made so i, I found it such an inspiring album
4: you're all-
5: Got me, then baby, you know that you got me. You're all I need to get by. We got our loving Samara ESBCG, sweet morning dew. I took one look at you, and it was plain to see you were my dad.
0: forward to hanging out seeing you in person definitely next time i'm there i will let you know it's i'm a huge Please fan do. the cd's fabulous and thank, thank you, you so much. so much for taking the
1: time to do this thank you so much for having me on the show likewise i'm a huge fan and i can't wait to see you in person one day and and play we'll have fun it'll happen yeah thank you all right thank you thank you so much
0: you've been listening to my conversation with joe harrop I hope you'll join me here next time when I talk with another creative person about how jazz inspires their life and work. I'm Judy Carmichael, the host and producer of Jazz Inspired. My production engineer is Curtis Heidolf. You can listen to Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired on all podcast platforms and at jazzinspired.com. Our opening music was Airmail Special and the mid-break music is a smooth one from my CD, High on Fats and Other Stuff. The closing music is Old Fashioned Love from my CD Trio. I'm on piano with my Cashamon sax and Chris Florey on guitar. Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired is sponsored in part with generous support from our listeners and Paige at 63 Main in Sag Harbor, New York, serving organic microgreens and vegetables grown on their own energy efficient indoor and outdoor aquaponic farms. Better taste, happier planet. Visit Paige at 63Main at OpenTable.com. And please tell your friends about Jazz Inspired and And help us spread the word. For more information, visit jazzinspired.com or judycarmichael.com.